guys, it's me, Diana. I'm here with Lincoln, and we are on the beach. Um, I decided to set a little goal for myself to get her down here at least a couple of times a week because this is my happy spot, and in the wintertime, I sometimes, like, get busy on, you know, days that aren't too dreary, and I just push it to the side, and that is dumb, dumb, dumb because it is soul-filling to be out here, and she enjoys it, and there's nobody around me, and I get to watch the ocean. We have a ton of cargo ships. I've counted like over 35 cargo ships waiting to get into our Long Beach Harbor, which is just, I guess, backed up because of COVID. Anyway, um, one of the things that I wanted to talk today about was an experience I had and um, what I observed with myself and um, how I'm trying to think through it and grow from it. And unfortunately, this isn't the first time this has happened to me. This happens to me on a regular basis, but it is interesting as I do more thought work to really put the time in effort in to observe what I'm going through, what my brain is thinking, how I'm feeling. So let me set it up for you. Here's basically what happened. Um, I, in the month of January, had set up all the dentist appointments, all the eyeglass appointments, all of the physical appointments for all five of my kids. And they range in age from 14 to 19 years old. So there's a wide range of vaccinations that need to happen and don't need to happen. And we need to decide on all of that. There is a wide range of um, my 19 year old needed glasses, but his are very expensive. And we had to figure out how to pull that off. Some things my insurance covers, you know, you know how it is. You make the appointments and it's just, you guys, it's a struggle sometimes. And I try to have a positive attitude. I try and gear myself up for it, but at the end of the day, it's grueling. And now I'm realizing, um, that was pretty silly. I should spread that out over two months, um, because it was intense for me. And, you know, each individual kid has to go on their own because, with COVID, they only want one parent and they only want one patient. So it was, it was intense as it was. And I'm not even done yet because, you know, I have to go back and actually pick out glasses for my other daughter and go back and get a, like an acne medication for another kid. And so there's, it's a lot, which I should have (laughs) known. Today I booked an 8 a.m. blood draw for my two uh, middle teen daughters and a flu shot. And they have to go to this specific place. You can hear Lincoln in the background. They have to go to a specific place for the pediatrics. It's not a regular doctor's office. Yeah, so the appointments are actually at this pediatric unit that's sort of an offshoot. And I actually stopped taking the baby there when she was an infant because I thought that This particular office had the rudest staff and just sort of the weirdest situation going on. The doctor was old. I felt like he was kind of odd and he came in, you know, I was postpartum and he came in with his zipper down and I was just like, it wasn't just that. He was just kind of an odd bird. And then his nurse smelled so heavily of cigarettes and his front desk was totally, totally rude and unaccommodating. So kind of, you know, my husband and I are pretty friendly and easygoing. It kind of takes a lot to turn us off, but we were like, eh. So we started going somewhere else with the baby, but per our insurance, we have to go to this particular place for pediatrics, blood work, or shots. So every year I'm going in there for something and every year they're kind of rude, 
Well, today I go in, I made an eight o'clock appointment so that we're the first ones there. The kids only have to miss a little bit of school. I think I've got this all covered. I take the two girls. One of my girls has really hard veins and she's already freaking out because she's never had a great experience with the blood draw. And we get there, we're waiting, we're early, you know, they are showing up after we are basically. And then this front desk person is like, oh, your appointment's not here. It's at the other office. I'm like, it can't be at the other office. They can't get that done there. Oh no, they made it at the other office. And I'm like, but that doesn't make any sense. We can't go to the other office. Thank you. That's a beautiful shell. Sorry about that. So, oh, I was like, okay, well, can we get them in? Because they're missing class and I got to get them back to their Zoom calls. And it's hard right now, you guys. I mean, like COVID has made things really, really challenging. I mean, y'all, parenting right now is like a real big challenge. So I feel myself getting kind of like steamed up, especially because the receptionist wasn't like, oh, let me see if I can figure that out for you. She just basically was like, nope, their appointments aren't here. You know, get out of the office. That was sort of the attitude she had. And I was like, but you guys are this particular healthcare provider and they are a different location, but the same healthcare provider. Why is it the patient's responsibility to leave with my children who you know, I had to schedule my husband to have the morning off work to keep the baby so that I could take these two girls in. They're missing school. I drove 20 minutes to get there. Why can't you just call over to the other office and figure it out? It's just a blood draw. And I can, I'm just like so annoyed and feel myself and I'm observing like, like I'm standing there, like two people observing myself. You know, there's other things too that are adding to my irritation. Like she's got a mask on. I've got a mask on. There's this huge plexiglass behind us. She's got a deep voice. I can't understand her. I can't read her lips and I don't hear that well. So while we're at it, the woman just kind of turns away from me and starts clacking into her computer and doesn't even communicate what she's doing. And then just looks up and says, well, the orders aren't even in here for your daughters anyway. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. So the appointment was made at the wrong location, even though I can't take my kids to that location and the orders were never put in. So, hmm. We ended up working it out. They ended up getting in there. My one daughter who can't, doesn't have very good, I guess, vascular. It's, it's very hard to get a blood draw on her. They ended up not being able to even do hers. So she's crying. My other daughter is talking about how bad she wants Del Taco the whole time. It was just, it was, it was a morning, you know, and I got home and I'm trying to get these kids something to eat before their classes start. And the dishes that the kids did the night before, they did not do them properly again. And the dishwasher didn't wash them properly. So like half the dishes were dirty. And I told my daughter, I wanted to come have her wash and hand dry these bowls. And, um, it wasn't, I went off on her. Let me just tell you the end of the story. I ended up just like totally going off on her because she's like, Oh, I'm on a break. Oh wait, no, I'm not on a break. And you know, just, it's just the typical teenage bullshit. It's not that she's a bad kid. It's the same crap I did to my parents. But at that point I'm like, I can't take anymore. It's not one thing. It's not that the doctor's office wasn't 
having their shit together. It's not that my daughter didn't wash the dishes again for the hundredth millionth time properly. You know, it's not that I have to repeat myself all day as a mom. It's just almost like a death by a thousand nights. It's like all these little stabs. And then finally I'm like, so that happened. And I told her, I said, just, she started talking back to me and I was like, get out of my kitchen. That's basically like how it did. And I screamed at her, get out of my kitchen. And of course my husband, who's on a work call upstairs, I'm sure he heard it. He's like, is everything okay? So here's what I observed. I observed what I was going through and why. And I think the first step for me is affirming myself because nobody else in that house is going to do it for me. Everyone else thinks I'm a crazy person. But at the end of the day, all of these appointments have been really intense for me. And of course, I feel overwhelmed. Watching my 15-year-old cry like she's about to get her hand chopped off at the thought of before they even stuck her, is it's hard. And it, it happens every time. So I'm having a hard time like drawing on my compassionate muscle because I'm just burnt out about all of it. So that's the first thing is just confirming or not confirming, affirming that it's okay that I feel overwhelmed, stressed out, irritated, like I do everything for everyone else and no one appreciates it. That's a normal feeling. And then checking in on what is reality? What is reality? Reality is, is that it's probably going to be smart to make my appointments next year in January and February. And that way I'm not going to the doctor, the dentist, getting physicals and whatever else the kids need all in one month times five kids. Plus, you know, I got to go to the doctor too. And I make my husband's doctor's appointments. So yeah. And some of you, I, I would like to say to this, the few of you who might be thinking, Oh, well, you know, can your husband help? He does. He he took two of the girls to a dentist appointment last week and thank God he did. But it's just, it it's still like 15 different appointments because it's three different things with these kids. So that's the second thing is just really making sure that I am uh, cognizant of not making the same mistake again after I affirm that this has been very stressful for myself. And then comes the most important part is like, how do I move through it? Like, how do I not let what happened at 8 a.m. this morning blow the whole day? Because what is today? Tuesday, February 2nd, 2001. How many Tuesday, February 2nd, 2001 does Diana Paquet get? Just this one. And when I think about that, my little girl is four years old. She's got blonde, curly hair that blows in the wind. She loves to wear a dress every day and really like the same dress every day. And she loves to play in the sand and she's gorgeous. And she says things like, mommy, I love you. And she's not going to always be in this stage. You know, at some stage, she's going to be that person who is driving with me to get a blood draw that tells me that I'm trying to ruin her life. Thank you, sweetheart. So how do I move from irritated, angry, hostile mom into relaxed, um, grateful, happy, energetic, excited, productive mom, because that's who I am at my core. I am a happy person. I am very energetic. I love to get things done. I love to accomplish things. I love to create things. And I, you know, I don't have to stay in this state any longer than I choose to. So I went for a walk down to the park with the dog, and then I said to Lincoln, would you like to get your sandbox, get your um, 
sand bucket and let's go down and see the water. And just the change of scenery alone and getting to like think for a second, get some fresh air, just get my mind on something else and just realize like that's life. That's how life goes. Stuff happens. And doctor's appointments for whatever reason are always going to be an irritant. There is no way in the world that I'm going to sit around and make myself feel bad for being frustrated, feeling annoyed, getting angry, or bursting out at my daughter. I will go home and talk to her about it. I will go home and explain myself and apologize. But I am a human being. I'm a human being, a woman. And that's all I am. I'm not perfect. And uh, I am, it is cool getting a little older. Um, everyone asks me, how is it this time around? Because I had Lincoln when I was 45. And my first I had when I was 30. So I have a 19-year-old, two 15-year-olds, a 14-year-old, and a four-year-old. And I would say this time around is a lot more about being present, um, being able to, you know, be in the moment, being able to realize that my feelings are just feelings and they're normal feelings, but that doesn't mean that that feeling has to stay around all day long and absorb my thoughts and be something that I deal with all day long. It's going to pass. Um, and it already has. So, um, I love having the power to shorten that time span of frustration. Um, because my goodness with kids, you have to be able to, and you know, some of this, you know, affirming yourself, deciding what you can do better next time, and then having the tools in your tool belt to be able to say, I'm going to move through this and get on with my February 2nd. This is not just for people who have kids. This is for people who work and maybe their coworkers are cruddy sometimes, or maybe you're a social worker and your job's not that fun sometimes. Maybe some days it's great and other days it's super sad. Um, this could be if you are taking care of an elderly parent or whatever you're going through in life, having tools like that to just be able to not ruminate on the negative, get yourself more into alignment with the positive, count your blessings, and get on with the gosh darn day. I hope that this helped some of you, and thank you so much for listening.